The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Bittersweet symphony of violence, see you? <laughs> I am most certainly looking forward to it, and I think Trent Beretta is going to prove to be an extremely tough, tough test for Brian Danielson. And being accompanied by his best friends from Long Island, New York, weighing 201 pounds. Trent Beretta! Trent Beretta, who we've seen competing here in AEW primarily as a tag team competitor, but Taz, he is no slouch in the singles department either. Oh, absolutely not. And in the experience department, you know, Trent comes in with north of 18 years experience to Danielson's 22 years experience. So I think both these athletes, they know what they're doing. They've been around the block a little bit. Should be a real physical matchup. Oh, Rampage is coming your way in a matter of moments on TNT. Join us here tonight at the top of the hour. And, oh no. Shoulder capture suplex. I've seen this before. Danielson, one, two, no. Tough to kick out of that tight cradle right, right there. That's a super tight cradle, Mr. Regan. That shows you exactly how good Trent Beretta is. Yeah, no doubt. Go Dragon Sleeper right here. Dragon Sleeper, but he may, Danielson may be trying to, to turn Trent over onto his stomach, putting yeah. even more backwards pressure the on the neck. He's got the chin turned to the sure. side there. He's not got it across the face. That's just a little nuance. Great Tatsumi Fujinami was uh, an expert yes. at that hold, if you guys yes. know. One of my first matches in Japan was against that great oh, man. I didn't know yes. that. I did. A tremendous competitor. I beat him, actually, with a regal stretch. There you go. I love it. Stretch them all, baby. Yes. <laughs> Brian Danielson keeping the pressure on Trent Beretta. The cravat is applied, driving those knees into the face. And remember, still to come tonight, our main event, Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley go one-on-one. -on -one. Can Yuta earn the respect of the former AEW World Champion? He's out. I think you're right. I'm redundant on this table, aren't I, with two great... <laughs> Ricky, speak up a bit, sunshine. Come on. <laughs> Trent, Trent look, yeah, looking for the gosh Whoa. down driver. Strong zero, maybe, from Trent. No. The high stack Let's by go. Danielson. Oh, here we go. Trent turns the momentum against Danielson. Just a two-count for both men. Watch out, Trent. Watch out. Danielson oh. scouted. That's that, that veteran instinct right there of Beretta. And Trent, once again, looking for the... Ooh. Swinging DDT. He plants Danielson. One, 
two, no! And that would have been an upset, Mr. Regal, I gotta tell you. I don't know if you were sweating on that one, but your man kicked out. I was a little. A little bit, right? That was impressive. I apologize if I'm getting a little quiet here. Now my, my, my adrenaline's flowing because I'm worried about my, my friend here. I have to give Trent credit. I love his tenacious fighting spirit that he has. Being a person who's also injured their neck, I understand how it is when you even get one twinge, one, one twink of it, you know? Trent, though. Oh, Ooh, big God. overhand shot to the side of the head of Danielson. That could have caught him on the ear, knocked yeah, his equilibrium a little. You're right about that, and now Trent's in that high. Uh -oh. Uh -oh, uh oh wait a minute. Danielson. Oh! Goodness gracious, man. Oh, yeah, bag Yahtzee right there. You land on the, uh, oh, the yes. gimmick. Danielson. Headed up to the top oh, no. with Trent. Trent trying to what the hell grab, trying to grip on. No. And now both men standing. It's dangerous here. On the top of Trent. Oh, Trent Moretta came down on Daniel's head. Far leg hook. Two. Go. go. What a landing. The back of the head of Danielson and the shoulder landed really hard. It's a great way to separate someone's shoulder. How the hell did Daniels? Let's take a look here, guys. Watch this landing. Yeah, Trent. When he launched off that top turnbuckle, that little extra momentum allowed him to land on top of Danielson. And now Trent with the advantage. This is so important. When you wrestle Danielson, he's usually two, three moves ahead of you. And, and Trent seemed to even that playing field a bit. Oh, Trent firing in some hard elbow strikes with those middle kicks. Ooh. All these things that you're saying about trends are true, but the problem is you're on with a competitor, and that's Brian Danielson, who's just always a step ahead, always fighting more. Rolling elbow strikes, no. Uh oh, hey, Trent hey, was a, a minute. Trent was a step ahead that time, the half and half suplex throwing Danielson across the ring. Trent, bang! Oh, He's got it. Trent's got that's the win. Loretta covers. Well, that half and half was a big time rotation. I have, to, I have to say that Trent should have bridged back there and put some weight on that far shoulder. If he would have done that, he might have had a chance there. You're not going to be able to pin Brian Danielson like that. The right shoulder of Danielson fired up off the canvas because Trent's weight was not distributed equally over his opponent's upper body. You see the intentions, bad intentions on the, in the eyes of Trent Beretta. Another forearm shiver and another. Well, I guess I was wrong when I said earlier that I don't know if Trent could go blow for blow here and strike with Danielson. I was wrong. Now, Trent is a very heavy hitter in his own right. Certainly showing me that. Every single one of those strikes were right on the trap, and that uh -oh. affects your neck. Danielson, oh. psycho knee! There we go. Small like You know, Mr. Regal, you, you have to be impressed with Trent's fighting spirit. Have I yes. said anything less, Mr. Stark? Not at no, all. No, I haven't. Uh -oh. No, I'm very rhetorical. Got style power driver here. The Busaiko knee and the God-style oh. pile driver. Taking a page out of Minoru Suzuki's book, the man that Danielson beat with that Busaiko knee, but it looks like Danielson's not done yet. And again, as we pointed out, not to be redundant, but Beretta successfully recovered from neck surgery that sidelined him mostly for last year. But it may be time for Brian Danielson. This is when a tiger just plays with his brain. To kick in oh. the head. And then he strikes, and he strikes, and he strikes until the prey is no longer. Trent trying to cover up. Danielson transitions over. Oh, no, oh, not the little bell lock. He's, oh, he's wrenching the neck. The reverse grab it there. And Danielson hanging on. That's the little things, the little things I love. Here is your winner.
the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Well, that was a hell of a matchup there, guys. Wow, wow. An incredible victory to start us off here on Rampage for the American Dragon, Brian Daniels. Yuta beats the count, but you see Moxley. Moxley heaving for breath, Taz. He sure is. He's got all of Yuta's blood all over his body. Oh, uh-oh. Backslide, one, two. And you notice Yuta got up on the tippy toes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh. Go for a German, maybe. Deadlift German. Well done, he kept his grip, locked his fingers. Here we go. Yuta maintains the waist lock. Rolling over, looking for the triple German suplex. Moxley anticipated it, big back elbows. Brutal elbows. Oh, rolling elbow strike. Moxley hits the ropes, went for that King Kong lariat. Yuta blocked it! That was phenomenal. That was excellent by Willie Yuta. Man, oh man, this kid is rolling right now. Oh, wait, Yuta. Uh oh. Gripping the ankle, er, gripping the wrist of Moxley and now kicking his head in. What we saw Daniel should do this earlier. It's, it's Paige right now dances, but he's done. He's done that too. Yuta, a punch. And Yuta heading up top. He likes that flying splash. He hits it! Gonna be a big upset here, buddy. One, two, no! I love the tenacity staying hey, on look him. at this! Into the cross face! Man, will Moxley tap here? Yuta with the right arm of Moxley captured. And notice the technique by Yuta. He's covering the eyes of John Moxley, so Moxley can't make it to the ropes. And now he's shift, shifting his grip a tad. Oh, oh, Moxley breaks free. Hooked in, no. Great Yuta. idea by Mox, it didn't work, but great job. Oh. King Kong Lariat. Uh-oh. One, two, no! Wow. Holy cow. This is a battle in our main event on Rampage. Look at the amount of blood loss by, on Yuta's head and face. And Yuta just blinking those eyes, trying to get the blood out. And John Moxley, you can imagine the trash he is oh, talking he's to. Oh, a bunch of trash telling him, hey man, you are not gonna survive this. That's probably what he's telling him. Because you get into the guy's head psychologically while he's bleeding like a stuffed pig. Whoa! But Yuta responding to all that trash talk, responding to this beating. Oh, but Moxley. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's hard to watch. Bite. Oh, he got the cut. Bite in the open wound. Moxley, he looks, looks like he just. And oh. Moxley, when he returned to action earlier this year, he said he drinks blood. Look at this. But Yuta, oh, look at the traces of Yuta's fingertips on Moxley's spine. Turnabout's fair play. Yuta, oh, the foot to the midsection. Paradigm shift. One, two, oh my God! Holy God, that was wild, what a kick out! Moxie cannot believe it! That's a holy shit moment, dude! Wheeler Yuta kicking out of the paradigm ship. That bulldog choke, boys, going for that bulldog choke. Moxley in the bulldog. Center of the ring, Wheeler Yuta with nowhere to go. Can he survive this? Can he weather this storm? Gotta be lightheaded, let's have all that blood. Lost, he's and, got And Moxley cranking back even further. He's got, he's losing so much blood. The more he gets that choke on him, the more blood comes out of that it's, wound. Yeah, it starts pumping out of the, but look, Yuta. Oh, Moxley broke the grip and now driving knee strikes. Well, this is where Moxley goes to that next level of being a barbarian. Left and right knees, Yuta 
on his feet. Moxley, he's gonna kick his head in. Excalibur's gonna kick you his head off. I'm telling you, he's gonna kick his head off. John Moxley coming in. Oh, Yuta. One, two, no. Moxley able to kick out. Yuta. Look at this bulldog by Yuta. And what? he's got those hips to the sky. He certainly does. But you see the crook of his elbow is actually on Moxley's jaw. It's not, it's not, not underneath. Throat. Yeah. And Moxley, I think that's the only thing that allowed Moxley to get to his feet. He's still fighting. Oh, he's oh. naked now. He's pulling out everything in his toolbox, Yuta is. The sleeper locked in. Oh, he went for the rear naked, Moxley. Beautiful counter. Rolls through, hammer oh, and anvil, elbows. Moxley brutalizing the jaw. Just completely violent, vicious. Hey, that's how you win matches, dude. This, this young man, Yuta, is showing so much heart, and you got to beat his heart out of his body. And John Moxley, the regal knee. Yuta. Paradigm here. Oh. High angle paradigm shift. One, two. Oh my God! Yuta kicks out again. You gotta be kidding me now. He's mounting and Moxley is with that rear choke. He's got his back now. Moxley with one hook in. Oh, that 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 is it. And Ultra Yuta, tight. this is done. Yuta goes to sleep. The winner of this match, John Moxley. What a friggin' war. Think about the first time we saw Yuta and Moxley wrestle. The second time, yeah. and now tonight. And Moxley can't believe what happened. Regal is out here with Brian Danielson now. What a pronounced difference in Moxley. Oh, don't touch him. Come on, enough, Danielson. This guy's had enough done to him. Yuta able to pull himself up to a seated position now, struggling to his feet. That that was a battle, but what is Danielson and Regal? Yuta, Yuta went through hell here tonight, and now he's saying, bring it on. He has zero, no, there's no, no fear at all of him here. A live audience here saying, shake his hand. I guess out of respect, obviously. Wow. The ultimate gesture of respect for Wheeler Yuta. Will Yuta shake that? Well, I guess he will. There you go. William Regal extending the hand. Well, he obviously learned, earned the respect of William Regal, Danielson, and Mox. What an incredible seven days for Wheeler Yuta. Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman!
Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Willa, I hardly even know her. It's Friday! You know what that means! A new era of professional wrestling starts right now with AEW Rampage! Say something. Am I in? But it's Friday. You know what that means? It's bad internet day right here. It's down under right here in Australia. But in saying that, it's Rampage Uncaged, brought to you by Media Group. 
and on channelattitude.com. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, well, every time I send an SOS, this guy is always there to, to, to come to my aid, and I'm talking about the Malachi, what is it, the, the Malachi evil dose? The, Mal- the original Malachi. The original Malachi, right. So the OG Malachi, that is. That's right. The leader of the Malachim. <laughs> the leader of the Malachim. <laughs> so listen, I want to know who are these other people that you ask for first? Well, it's not who I... I like how you're going to throw them right under the bus. So I'll throw I know, them under the bus. I want to know who's, who's prettier than me. <laughs> well, obviously, Chris, who's mm-hmm. also the co-host. Okay, I'll give you Chris. That's fine. Right. He was meant to join us, but uh, he's I'm, feeling I'm wearing my Vancouver down. shirt in honor of Chris because, you know, it's Canada and I know he's in a different part of Canada, but it's it's the thought that counts. I also was in an Australian uh, state of mind. I was uh, watching a gentleman from Brisbane, uh, hey, that, nice. ret- retired Brisbane. General Mick Ryan. Oh, nice. <laughs> Mick Ryan. I think I've heard of him, actually, uh, Jeff, as a matter of fact. Well, you should. Apparently, some bigwig general there. If they're from, what are they? What do you call yourself? Oza? Is that what your um, your joint task force was called? Your joint military with New Zealand? Anzus. Anzus. Uh, it sounds we, much better. It, wait, it, it we, sounds like it sounds like it sounds like the Aldi version of Angus. <laughs> the Enjoy our Anzus beef. I it's hate Aldi. Angus. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ANZUS means Australian, New Zealand, and the United States, by the way. So uh, that's what it means. But between Australia and New Zealand, it is ANZAC. ANZAC. Okay, that's fine. How, how come uh, Ukraine's not asking ANZA for any help? They're, they keep going to the West. Well, come on, Jeff. I, I, I know you're smarter than that. I know South. you're smarter than that. Hold on a minute. When you say the West, mm-hmm. right, please elaborate a little more because... Do you understand the term and the meaning of the West? It's a direction. So, you know, you follow the path of the sun and you follow it and, and there are places to the West. Are, are you well, trying to say like in the Occidental sense, like in the cultural, in the, yes. in the political, <laughs> liberal, uh, classical, literal, liberal, lowercase l sense? Well, that's exactly what I mean, Jeff. And I thought you would have known that. So technically, even though we're not, on the west of the planet, we're technically part of that western sort well, of culture. Well, explain to me then why they're not talking to South Korea and Japan, because they would fall into the west under your definitions. Mm, there's a bit of shade to gray. Technically, you're <laughs> technically you're right, but historically, they're the Far East. I see. You know this, Jeff. Come on now. You know you know this. I just I just think it's a good time for, for you all in the South and East to be heroes because clearly the West is not going to be heroic. Well, FYI, Ukraine and, uh, well, President Z- what's his name, Zelensky? Yes. Well, he did actually call in to, uh, to the Australian Parliament and gave a speech last week uh-huh. to our, all our politicians. And actually, were, were, were you all stoned? <laughs> probably because i can't stand the australian government to be honest oh, with you so what a surprise <laughs> what a surprise right but hey we're not here to talk politics jeff oh. we're here to talk professional wrestling and i use that term lightly i didn't see any. <laughs> well, well apparently will will you is a, a new made man 
I, I, this show spent 30 minutes wasting my time on two zeros, one that's always been a zero and will always be a zero, except when he's injured, then he's a negative, and a guy who will never be anything. If Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia and Jungle Boy and Dominic Mysterio are the future professional wrestling, there is no future for professional wrestling. <laughs> Shit. That's a fucking bad freaking future, dude. Now that I think about it, yeah. you're talking about Dom Mysterio. <laughs> I'm talking about Dominic Mysterio, which is why I said Dominic Mysterio. Jungle Boy Jack Perry Ugh. and Wheeler Yuta. That is the future of professional wrestling, folks, right there. I don't know what to think. And Daniel but, uh, Garcia, the, the, the four pillars oh, of my disgust right now. The, f- <laughs> the four. <laughs> well, you know what? That's not too far from the truth, to be honest, Jeff. I mean, seriously, if that is our future, I'm worried. Throw, throw in Casey Navarro and I, I don't know, uh, Myron Reed, and you could make it a you could make it a six six legged table. Oh boy, that's a bad one, dude. <laughs> that's a bad one. But hopefully, look, the future does seem promising. There are other future wrestlers that seem good, like yeah, Bron like Breaker, young stars like Brian Danielson, John Moxley. Oh. He's a young snipper, young whippersnapper. That 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 Brian Danielson. It's still a tongue twister, freaking saying his actual name. Well, how about this? A relatively young star, star potential guy, anyway. Isaiah Swerve Scott or Swerve Strickland. I'm not sure what he's going by these days. Uh, wasting time with QT Marshall. So so now he's going to be involved feuding with two factions. Is that is that, is that what's going to happen here? Oh oh, here's another lame pillar. Hook. They clearly uh, have. I told you once they had once they exposed Hook and they figured and they realized at some point he had to start taking some punches and maybe even taking some pain. They'd have no idea what to do with him. And this is what they've got them doing and ignoring the interviewer, eating I don't know pork rinds or something, and and being cursed by Danhausen. And it's not <laughs> working. At least Danhausen's funny. <laughs> he is kind of funny. It's I still don't understand maybe why this is where he <laughs> Look, he's amusing. I, I, like Dan, I like Danhausen. Danhausen does exactly what Danhausen's supposed to do. Uh, How's this going to end? Hook is going to embarrass Danhausen? Danhausen should not be embarrassed. Danhausen is a demon from hell. <laughs> Are we even going to get a matchy thing between these two? Who cares? Honestly, really, who cares? Who cares, right? Is that, right. Is that what you just said? Who Once cares? they sent Hook, they realized they didn't know where to send him. <sighs> Look, that's true. I, I don't deny that. I mean, what are they doing? Customs. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say boo. Literally, doesn't say a word. I mean, is he ever going to like say something? Is he even still part of Team Taz? I, I don't know. I, I think he actually petitioned for emancipation. <laughs> Nevertheless, it wouldn't surprise me if we get Danhausen and Hook as he the. He found that the balding was genetic, and he's like, "No way, man." Or he said, <laughs> "Oh God!" Anyway, it is what it is. We'll get to that sort of segment. Hi, Mister Russo. <laughs> You're a character, Jeff. But we start off with our first match of the night, which is between Champ Beretta and Brian Danielson. Who's Trent these days? What is he? Who is he? Is he a best friend? Is he a worst enemy? Is he anything? Like, what the hell is he? 
He's never been anything. He never will be anything. He's 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 terrible. Um, like somebody texted me today. He's a good athlete. I'm like, who cares? Everybody who does this this level should be a should be a good athlete, a great athlete. No charisma, no personality, injury prone, and it's not like he's a young kid either. He, no, I mean, he, no, he's been no. doing this what 15, 16 years now. Twenty even. I remember the days when he was in WWE developmental. And he was actually getting a lot of hype back like about 15 years ago. Right. So they, they had him. What did he, oh, Jay White's debut match, which turned out to be his only match. Oh, uh, wow. It, it, it takes him 15 minutes to beat Trent. And now it takes Daniel Bryan 14 or 15 minutes to beat Trent. Listen, I mean, this is not a way to make Bryan look special or intimidating. It certainly wasn't for Jay White. But if you want to make Trent special, which I don't know why you would, but if you want to, at least have him win. These, these moral losses don't mean anything for a 16-year veteran. Now, if he's Lee Moriarty or even a Wheeler Utah, listen, I, I wouldn't invest in those guys, but AEW is. So they can have moral losses. So I may not care for Wheeler Utah, but if they're putting gas behind him, the way they did that match is a correct way to make Wheeler Utah feel important to fans who are – of a different disposition than myself, which, you know, I, I can recognize that, but with Trent, who, who should, who can possibly care about him anymore? Who, I will never forget ring of honor. Trent Beretta, there he is with, with, with Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero says to him, Trent, you don't need me anymore. Go become a world champion. Two weeks later, Trent Beretta shows up with Chuck Taylor and, and forms best friends. Meanwhile, yeah. this is how clueless I am because I see, uh, uh, Will Ferrara and Rhett Titus come out, and I'm like, oh boy, I'm like, I can't believe Trent Breda and, and Rocky Romero got back together again. And for months, I thought, I, I just thought it was Rapongi Vice again. They just changed the name, and then, uh, then uh, Trent Breda was on the same show as Rhett Titus. Uh, it was like the Spider Man meme. I'm like, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, he, he's been around for, for a long time. He's been around forever. Every promotion, he's been the same shit. Even in New Japan. He was doing that best friends gimmick, even mm. with his mum. His yeah, mum was I actually having a big fan of it. Tag team champions. Who and cares? That, yeah, the cruiserweight junior friggin' tag belts. Who cares? You're right. It is what it is. In Japan, it's a big deal, though. So we'll, we'll give him that. But yeah, Trent, he's just been floating, man, for a long time. You know what's a big deal? Somehow, Michael Elgin going to Noah. That's a big deal. Didn't oh, he say yeah. in his impact suit that he couldn't get hired by anyone, including Noah, yet he gets hired by Noah? What a boob. Michael Elgin. Seriously, I've never seen the hype with that guy, man. He could stay in Canada for all I care. Well, you know, he's not staying in Canada. He's going to to wherever Noah is in Japan. I, I assume <laughs> it's on some distant island with lepers. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, who gives a shit about friggin' him? You know what I'm saying? I care more I mean, about I'm him than Tramparata. Well, you can argue that, right? And that's the sad part. I mean, I, I get it. He's trying. He's trying. But I don't think even he takes himself seriously, and I don't think even he believes who he is. Like, for example, why does he hate Willie Uta? Is he jealous? I mean, that shit just came up out of nowhere. The funny thing is it didn't come up out of nowhere. It's just they didn't do anything with it. From the very beginning, when Trent came back, he was sort of slow to fist bump Uta. He was sort of ignoring him. Oh. And this is obviously a story they started, and then they dropped it. And they dropped it for a good two or three months. Um uh, until um, 
uh, oh, until Cassidy got hurt. And then then they had to come up with something. So instead of putting anyone else against, uh, you know, into the, the BCC, the, the was it, Blackpool Combat Club? So instead yeah. of coming with anyone else, because they named Lee Moriarty, I guess Daniel Garcia was already, already claimed by Jericho to keep him relevant. But it couldn't have possibly been, been Lee Moriarty. They, they, they had to take a guy... Um, in a, in a different faction. Meanwhile, they, they haven't even signed Wheel of Yuta to All Elite until after well, they decide to go with this story. Right, and which, I don't know if I believe that totally, to be honest, Jeff. I think he was signed a long time ago. Come on, man. I, I well, mean, I, I thought so too, but why would they do that? I mean, what 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 is the excitement of saying, where is, uh, you know, Wheel of Yuta or, or we, we, you know, he's All Elite? What, what does that add? I mean, they're doing... Samoa Joe, Willow, Utah. <laughs> well, Samoa Joe debuts on Ring of Honor, and then they put out that he's all elite. So, I mean, and already I'm seeing bad signs with Ring of Honor the way, I don't know, man. I, I've just got a bad feeling. But anyway, look, the, the one thing I'll say about Willow, Utah, before we uh, end you know, the match between Brian Danielson and Tremperetta, I'll give AEW credit for one reason, and it's what you just said before. The way they've booked him, they've booked him the right way if you want to get someone over. And I'll admit, they're getting him over. Heck, I dare say, and I'm not a fan of his, but he's starting to grow on me. And that's not because of him per se, but AEW obviously saw something that we haven't really seen. And you know what? Maybe he is going to be the next big thing in AEW. Who knows? I know. He won't be. I mean, even if he's a big thing in AEW, he he isn't going to help take them to the next level. And that's all they need to work on is things that will help not just to give fan service to their most diehard of diehard. I mean, even in the AEW universe where there's let's let's just say that there's let's just say that there's nine hundred thousand committed AEW fans. I think that's probably a little bit high, but let's just say that that's right. Not all of them. I mean, some of them are going to be Wardlow fans and Keith Lee fans and like the big guys or or whatever or want some sort of personality. So let's say half of them are into Wheelie Yuta and, and that type of wrestler. You can't focus like so much on that just for the 450,000. You have to do something for the whole, you know, to try to get not just towards that 900,000, but beyond it. So that they're like somewhere out there in the world that there has to be in their locker room, more of these guys who meet the technical tough guy, their own Cesaro, like someone like someone like that for the, you know, I'm not saying get Cesaro, but well, it's a perfect that, fit, right? And it makes it, it would be a perfect fit, except he's an old guy. So it's sort of, it sort of, you know, defeats the purpose, but I'm not saying sign him, but like a Biff Busick, Oni Lorcan, he would have, he would fit in the, Absolutely. you know, the, there's there are other people even Danny Birch, Danny Birch even. But what about Lance Archer? Why why, why can't why, why can't he do that? I mean he's not young either. But you know I don't I don't know. There's got to be there's there's a big roster there. Pack well, Pack would fit perfectly as well. But as far as Archer goes, he's I think he's too similar to to your Moxley. So that's why I don't think that would be a fit. But as far as the other guys. It's okay for whatever reason if they're similar in terms of in-ring skill and, and you know, your pure wrestlers type of guys. For whatever reason, that kind of fits. 
and Moxie can be the lone sort of because let's be honest, Moxie's character, his gimmick is pretty much being like the lone wolf. You know what I'm saying? It, so, it is, but he's never really been the lone wolf. I mean, his character's know, been the lone wolf, funny. except when he was with Kingston, <laughs> except when he was yeah, this, with this one, when he was that one. That's what's retarded. It's true. No, you're right, 100%, because he's never been the lone wolf. He's always part of some sort of faction, but apparently he's supposed to be a loner, right? So mm -hmm. that's like why Mary I think Corbin, the lone wolf who's never alone. <laughs> exactly. And that's what makes me laugh, but it is what it is. I guess people don't notice. Apparently we have... But anyway, Danielson gets the win with a LaBelle lock in about 13 and a half minutes. And like you said, it was around about 14 what about minutes. Nick Nemeth? Doesn't he have a collegiate wrestling background? He, 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 at, least, he, he at least has personality. I, you know what, man? I actually think he's talented. I'm not going to lie. He actually makes me laugh, too. He's, he's got a body. He's got Everyone knows he's Dolph's brother, so there's something there. He's, he's a collegiate wrestler. He could fit in with, with, you know, he can do the heel face thing. Why not? I mean... Listen, he's, he's got more. Funny. He's got more it than Wheeler Utah. Anyway, I mean, listen, it's not just that Wheeler Utah's boring and dull. It's also that that he's small. He's he's dainty. Hmm. I see where you. Yeah, look, he's medium, but he, yeah, he's not. He's not a big guy. But he's, he's medium. Not like he's the same guy. height as Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson, and and he's slighter. Don't you watch the show? Yeah, I do. It's hard sometimes. I'm not going to lie, Jeff. Tonight was but, hard. Um, I, I'm very cranky tonight. This this rampage does not make me happy, and and, by, and SmackDown didn't make me so happy either. Well, at least with Rampage, they made something out of it in the end with Wheeler Yuta, like yeah, what you're no, saying. You know what I mean? Listen, that's what I'm saying. So if you, if you don't have the same disposition towards Wheeler Yuta as me, at least yes, that that it's that story makes sense. If they're going to push that story, fine. This thing with Trent and and Brian. It's meaningless, and it's going to go nowhere anyway. So it's, well, sure it is. it's, it's going to be a feud between the the best friends and the oh, BCC, please. except the best friends oh. are down one guy. So I guess they're vamping until Orange Cassidy can come back. No, I don't want to see that. If that's the case, I want it to end real quick, and I want it to be just Moxley and Danielson and I guess Yuta absolutely run all these guys over. You know what I mean? I'm over these dudes. Get them off my TV screen. I'm with you on that. Well, anyway, like I said, Danielson gets the win via the LaBelle lock, and we move on to match number two. And apparently he was Chris Jericho's sports entertainer of the week, QT Marshall. Are you assuming that we've already, or are you treating it like we've already covered the hook segment adequately enough? All right, let's go back to the hook segment. Fine, but let's do it. I thought because, you know, we just sort of spoke about it. You could but, say uh, yes. I, I think that we covered it just fine. But listen, you're, you are the host. I'm just the one that's doing all the talking. Well, that's true. You love talking, Jeff. So yeah. <laughs> that's why you're good. You're good to I have love on. me some me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that's, that's a shoot, folks. It's monologue <laughs> time with Dr. Jeff Baby. <laughs> monologue time. <laughs> that is great. That is a Jeff. You know what, you know man? I don't know. Hook? Any of my co-hosts get a hook because <laughs> it's monologue time. <laughs> it's me, monologue time. <laughs> That's it, man. Nah, no doubt. But look, the hook segment. I'm a fan of hook, but it's starting to get stale, man. I'm not gonna lie. All right, it is. Dan Housen amuses me. I don't even know why he's in AEW. Is, is this his deal? I don't even see him ever having a match in the company. He's an AW because he got paid. He probably did. And apparently he was getting paid a lot, even in Ring of Honor. 
and I'm not talking about from Sinclair. I'm talking about just from outside shit that he does. Listen, he, I've been to more live Ring of Honor shows than than, than I care to admit these days. Um, you are Mister Ring of Honor, Jeff. I am, but the at Final Battle, the biggest pop by far was for Adam Share, Braun Strowman. The second biggest pop was for Danhausen. After that, it was sort of a tie between Dalton Castle and the Briscoes. I'll say this: the Briscoes had the most sustained energy during during the entirety of, of the event. But as far as just excitement and noise, it, it was Braun by far, and Danhausen was was the only one who was even in, in the same atmosphere. Can you please explain to me one thing? And look. Like I said before, you're Mr. Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me the appeal of fucking Danhausen, please. Explain it to me. Sure, he makes me laugh. Sure, he's funny. Sure, he's an Andy Kaufman ripoff. Let's be honest, Jeff. Right? He really is. And Uncle Leo. <laughs> See, exactly. But he just said Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. But please, Jeff. Tell me his appeal. What what don't I get other than his comedy? If you can explain the appeal to me of Best Friends or Wheel of Utah, I will There's try no to explain that house into you. Touche, Jeff. Touche. <laughs> if Andy Kaufman, uh, Woody Allen, and Uncle Leo from yeah, Seinfeld Woody got possessed by a demon and went into uh, an, an undersized wrestler's body. That's another thing. Is he a freaking demon? What is he? Yes. So he's a demon? He's a demon, yes. Well, he's one nice demon. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it, man. But forget that. Let's go back to Rampage. Like I was saying, you just don't understand professional wrestling. Just stick to your your sports entertainment because you don't understand professional oh. wrestling like Danhausen. Well, so <laughs> that's how it is in the IWC. Put it that way. Actually, let's talk about that for a moment, Jeff. Okay. This cancel. And the cancer I'm talking about is AEW Mark Tardism. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing, Jeff. I know. It's a real thing. And it's not just the fan base. It's also the bloody owner. And I'm talking about Tony <laughs> Khan. He's also a Mark well, Hold Tard. on. Hold on. How do we know you're not a bot? Oh, I am robot. How, how many windows in, in this graph shows a stop sign? <laughs> A hundred. Uh, sorry, you're a robot. Oops. Yeah, you see that Tony uh, Khan's tweet today? You, you had to see that, right? You know what I'm ref- referencing? Of, of, of course I did. Okay. And it's made my eyes friggin' roll. Get so sure. please, Jeff, tell our listeners what TK actually did. Okay. So for reasons unknown to anyone, Tony Khan... Oh, we know the reasons. Cocaine. Um, <laughs> t- Tony Khan tweets that... There was an independent study taken to determine that the most virulent, viral anti-AEW tweets are disseminated by bots. And who would have uh, any reason to to finance such a such a thing? <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? The, Wow. What was he think? This is this is the campaign, and the Russians are trying to. I mean, I mean, WWE couldn't care less about Twitter, and, and they certainly wouldn't commission a study. They might commission a study to look into their own social media 
you know, impact and, and impressions and, and all of that. But they're certainly not going to commission bots to put anti-AEW things. Meanwhile, we all know who most of the anti-AEW accounts are. They're very loud and proud about it. Some of them are damn uh-huh. funny. Uh, it's funny, no doubt, but it can get on your nerves. But I heard cocaine makes you really paranoid after a while, Jeff. Do you think it's getting to TK? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, sure. I mean, I didn't know him before, but he just <laughs> seems to be getting more and more in, unhinged. Um, <laughs> unhinged yeah. Tony Coca. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. I I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but this this is not what a a CEO of a, of a major company does or acts like, I mean, if you are a network looking to do business with someone, you're not doing business with this Tony Khan. This is, this is not how he was three years ago. Yeah. He's done a, like, I mean, look at the way he looks at everybody. I mean, look at the way he was marking out like a Muppet at Supercard of Honor for Samoa Joe walking out, even at the end, like at the presses, the post presses, with all the rest is at the end. TK sitting next to Samoa Joe was embarrassing, dude. Well, that's because Samoa Joe it looked like he wanted to be anywhere except next to Tony Khan. I, I mean, <laughs> and I'm sure he's happy to be, you know, em- employed. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he just didn't want to be there. Maybe he, you know, doesn't like doing the press conferencing. I don't know, but it just seemed like he just, like maybe he smelled or something. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he doesn't like people with cocaine on their lower lip. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, you, well, fucking TK's upper lip was all over Samoa Joe's backside as he was entering the ring. I just can't believe. I mean, what owner of a professional wrestling company acts like that, dude? I mean, it's crazy. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, Dixie Carter, Herb Abrams. Oh, and maybe young Paul Heyman. <laughs> right, yeah, but even them, they weren't as bad as TK. TK is on another, you know, he's in another league, dude. He's a bit weird. Herb you know Abrams, I, mean? uh, I don't know. Uh, Rob oh, he's Black. Weird. <laughs> Rob Black is very weird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, he's a porn there, guy. There, like. there's, a, there's, a, there's a fairly long list of people, but yeah, I mean, certainly if you think about the Vern Gagne's, the Vince McMahon seniors, the 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 Crockett, the Jerry Lawler's. Yeah, I mean this is this is not what you're, you know, Jerry Jerry. This is not what you're thinking about. Uh, you know, e- even if they were good old boys, or or you know, bye. You know, even if you picture them more, you know, owning a trucking company than you know. What about than, James uh, Barnett too? Who's that? Barnett. Yeah, Barnett. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's. No shortage of these promotions, but yeah, I mean, he, he's not alone, but I mean, he is, he stands out in this era of basically the world being very straight and very politically correct and, and very prim and proper and like every, you know, and, and people get insulted and, and upset about everything. He just seems to be Teflon to it all for now, well, like, you know, because he, you know, said a bunch of shit and, and put together a promotion. And listen, this is a promotion that still has a hell of a lot of potential. It's just, he, no. he just needs some professionals running it. Well, look, take all that shit aside, right? And I'm talking about the fan base and the f- owner. Take away the fans and the owner, and then what do you got? <laughs> You've got what we've got in the ring, right? And honestly, AEW as a show, just an in-ring product, is 
pretty much better than WWE. But don't get me wrong, it has its flaws too. Like I wouldn't put Rampage against too many shows. I mean, AEW Rampage was right down there with New Japan Strong. New Japan Strong actually had a few good cards though. But anyway, but no one gave a shit. No one watched it. it well, was I, I watched the last three episodes and I was like, why? What, what, what's the purpose <laughs> of this? It, it's, it's, it's like NWA with less people and no fans. I think it's better than NWA. I'm not going to lie. I prefer it over NWA because there's a few more bigger names that would appear on, on Strong Style. You know what I mean? I don't know what your definition of a big name is. You mean, well, like, yeah, Jay, you mean like Juice Robinson? <laughs> Definitely not Juice T- Robinson. TJP, but... who you can see everywhere? I fucking hate TJP anyway. I'm so every man. I don't give a shit about TJP. How's this guy who's everywhere, but no one, you don't hear about him anyway anymore? Because he sucks. And what about... <laughs> what about uh, Arya Davari, who who is oh, who's all over the Indies, and now he's doing he's he's trying out to be a producer for SmackDown. And I hope he gets it. His brother works there too. I mean, if the Indies was so great, why are both Davaris, you know, one of them working for WWE as a producer, the other one trying to? Because the Indies devoured them, Jeff. Because the Indies, it's not lucrative except for maybe the top ten percent. Yeah, well, it's not as hot as it was, say, about four to five years ago. It's never hot. It's a, it's always been a lot. Well, I use that term loosely. You know what I'm if, saying? If, if it was so hot, why would why would Adam Cole have jumped to NXT? What I mean, and the well, long it's list. Still WWE, people. dude. I mean, come on. It's the still. I don't care what anyone says. It's still the be all end all in in terms of professional wrestling and where well, you want to get. This was so it's good. Why would best friends go to a, a fledgling AW? Why would SCU? Why 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 would Pack? I mean, if the Indies were so great, why would any of these people ever leave? Well, to be fair, these guys still work a lot of indies anyway. Some do, some don't. Right, but a lot of them do. I mean, Moxie, you can call a freaking GCW guy sometimes, man. Sometimes uh, I feel Moxley like he them. Moxley's definitely all over the place, but a lot of these guys don't. Do you ever see Adam Page on the indies? No. You ever see Adam Cole he on the indies? doesn't need to, though. Another one that doesn't really need to be, you know what I mean? But you see oh, even Ster- uh, Smart Mark Sterling on the indies. He's everywhere. Well, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Ruby Riot, she hasn't, she's been appearing everywhere but AEW. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, she got exposed big time once she signed with AEW. Yeah. Well, I, I, I could have told you. And not only that, I did. I did. I, I don't mean you oh. or you are. Me too. I mean, I tweeted it all over. I'm like, the, the, she, she's not going to be anything. I said it from day one as well, man. I've always said that she really... She, WB were good at hiding her flaws, man. They really did. They hid her flaws in many ways. But really, she can't freaking work a match properly. Like, she can't even lead a match, let yeah, alone she's, work she's, a she's match. She's fine in the tag team. That's it. Uh, absolutely. And she was good in that position. Like, mm-hmm. that was a good spot to have, man. And she was over... When I say <laughs> over, again, I'm using it loosely... She's an extremely unattractive woman. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. That is that's I not a place for TV. There's there's a, there's a place in wrestling for Nick Camaradas. There's not a place <laughs> in wrestling for women with a face like that that aren't, you know, like Nia Jack size. Yeah, I agree, but you said it. So <laughs> I'm on channel attitude. We're not <laughs> afraid it. here. Channel Attitude's not afraid. Absolutely not. Shout out to Vinnie Rue. <laughs> and, and Hameen Media Group's not afraid either. 
Absolutely. 100%. Shout out to, to the Ayatollah himself, Bin Hamin. Yalla. But um, anyway, back to the second Inshallah. matchup, actually, Jeff. Hey, Inshallah. That's right. But QT Marshall faced Swerve Strickland. Is it Scott Swerve Strickland? Is it Isaiah Swerve Strickland? Who cares? He's always been Swerve. So, so QT, the, the sports entertainer of the week for reasons, clearly won this match, right? Because, yeah, he was on every show last week too, Jeff, and entertained right. the shit out of me. Did he have a different bowling shirt on every time? I believe he did. That's excellent. Well, I'm glad. Uh, too bad for Swerve that his run is over, ended by QT, but he, he couldn't have lost to a better man and, and better hair plugs. Well, I was just saying on the skirmish to Chris earlier, and I was saying that Friday night is Swerve's house. Who? Swerve. I thought we were talking about QT Marshall. And I'm talking about Swerve. Oh, okay. So Swerve <laughs> won. Is that, what, is that what you're trying to say? Um, You know what? Who the fuck did win? Because <laughs> all, all I remember... Swerve won. Ricky Starks was yelling from yeah, the, the, the commentary the whole time. Uh, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo were outside. Do, did absolutely nothing. Uh, which I guess is good because I don't want Swerve to be bogged down by those numb nuts, uh, though Whoa. they might have to because they don't know who they want to win out of Hobbs and Starks versus Swerve. And of course they do. Hobbs is going to eat the pin. <laughs> I mean, of course he you is. Think so? Of course. His muscles, so, the, big, the big men in AEW are only there to make the little men look good. And the only oh. possible exception is when that he came from a bigger promotion. See Miro for reference. See, uh, Miro. Yeah, I know Who's he's Miro? missing an action when when he when he was when he wasn't playing a cop in a CBS <laughs> pilot. Um, really, yeah. was he? That's what, what he's show? doing now. He's working on a TV show for CBS, like where he's a is he, is he a Bulgarian cop? No, he's a New York City cop. Is he a Bulgarian? Yeah, but, uh, no, no, but he's got the accent, dude. He sounds like he's from overseas. Like, come on. I, I I don't I don't know his legend. I don't I don't know his back his character. Bulgaria, Bulgaria. Uh, I only know a Bulgari, the jeweler. <laughs> well, they, he's Greek, actually. Did you know that? No. Vulgaris, bro. That's how the name, he Italian fired it, or should I say Romanized it. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the, the Vulgari right. also, or, also, also plus would be Greek. <laughs> that's right. right Malakai the Malage from France. Like Malakai Lapioliasus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, what he said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, Swerve gets the win. We get a little thing with Ricky, uh, Ricky Starks, as so they like to call him. So exciting with his FTW championship that's mm -hmm. apparently not sanctioned, but it is because yep. it gets defended at Battle for the Belts, which mm -hmm. I'm sure will get defended again at Battle for the Belts. All the what, belts. Next week? All the belts. Both TNT titles are up for, up for grabs. I can't believe they're even still going with that narrative. And speaking of that, mm -hmm. how bad will Sammy Guevara and Taya Conti in this segment? I dare say they absolutely destroyed him. I mean, Ethan Page killed him. Killed him on his it, own. It absolutely is, destroyed him. It is unbelievable how they keep trying to pair faces that the crowd hates with one of their best heels 
in Dan Lambert and his group, which doesn't consist of Lance Archer sometimes. It's like Team Taz. Hook isn't part of Team Taz most of the time. Oh, yeah. Lance Archer's not part of Team Lambert. I forgot. What, what, he, didn't he join with Team Lambert? That's right. That was like, what, Dan Lambert's managing him. Apparently, he hasn't made it to, to the Men of the Year team yet, and America's top team is only sometimes available, um, oh, even though we saw Paige Van Zandt Wednesday, and it's the same freaking night. I don't know, but listen. We, we gave some shit to AEW crowd, but God bless them because they were booing Cody and Brandy when they were doing this, especially Brandy. And now they're booing Sammy and Ty, who are who well, may actually be more annoying. Well, they're exactly who they've like, you know, they've pretty much picked up where Cody and Brandy last left it. Literally, they're the new Cody and Brandy. Cody should thank them for taking all the heat off him because right now, Cody is like the savior of WWE right now. Yeah, what well, he's the biggest. He's well, the he's only heat. The only heat he has in them is good heat. But yeah, I mean, right. but at least Cody and Brandy were actually married and had a child and true. and like That's true. a house and a family and <laughs> yeah. and a dog. I mean, <laughs> literally to have been together. two dogs. I mean, th- this clown proposed on national TV nine months ago, yeah. and, and now the, they and now they're romping around like they're seventeen year olds. I understand that they're only in their mid to late twenties. I think they're like both like. Between twenty six and twenty eight. Yeah, still they're young, man. They're very young. They're young, but they're not that young. They're acting like this is their first relationship. It's like, it's like, yeah, I know. It it's like, it's still the honeymoon period, Jeff, with, with these two. Right, but these two also are are so bad on social media, and whenever they want to be left alone, they're like, please respect our privacy. Then it's like <laughs> they're smushing pies in your face over and over again. So no, I will absolutely not respect them. I mean, I wouldn't anyway, because they're a public figure, but I'm not that interested in them. But now absolutely not, because when this goes south, and it will probably spectacularly badly, um, and it'll be awkward for, for lots of people. Um, I'm not going to respect their privacy because live by social media, die by social media. That's, hey, it's true. I mean, that, that, that's facts. Don't talk shit. If you can dish it, you you should be able to take it, right? I mean, I come on. Should. I can take it. That's it. Uh, absolutely. And that's the thing. The, these two are the definition of shut the fuck up. Like, literally. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up and stop freaking playing to all the people, giving you giving them to shit. Because all it's doing is getting them more heat, and it's not good heat. It's go-away heat, literally. And yeah. at this point, Tay Conti is done, in my opinion. You might as well, she might as well just quit yeah. from tomorrow. Because her yeah. career is done. Yeah, I'm starting to look at her and go, her legs aren't so good. Her boobs are small. Yeah, no, she's not that good. It's her, true, her man. You know what? You're right. And Sammy Guevara was the only one out of the inner circle who actually was elevated by being in the inner circle. And he's managed to deflate himself right back down. <laughs> he, he, it's <laughs> not like he's a hot right. heel. Like, it's like he's MJF, like a hot heel. It's like he's like... He's not even Sean Spears, who nobody cares about. It. Like, it's x It's x He People just want him to go away. Yeah, literally, they it's really that type of heat. It's X Park heat, it's that go away heat, and they just don't get it. And I feel that Ethan Page promo on um Sammy Guevara and Tyler Conti that almost felt like a shoot, dude. Like oh, it almost felt go. like sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go. no, no, continue. Well, I was no, gonna I, say I... <laughs> it felt a lot more real, it felt a lot more realer in many ways, Jeff, even though I know it's a work, don't get me wrong, but like. It felt like a work shoot type of promo. I think most of their promos are work shoot promos. I mean, not. I mean, I think AEW generally does that. Um, 
partly because it's good, partly because it's easy, and partly because that's what the fans love, because they love to be in on it. They love to, you know, they, they like to think that they're smart fans, so they like to think that they're in on all the in-jokes, you know, like you watching BTE, so you know all of the inside scoop and, you know, all of the backstory and whatever. And that's, so it's the same thing, but, you know, the, those are good, except when things go wrong in real life, and then you don't want them anymore, and then they're out there on TV, and then it's like, uh-oh, well, what do we do now? I agree 100%. I feel so bad for his ex-fiance, Pam. Wasn't that her name, Pam? Something like that. I'm pretty sure it was. And Sammy, you're a fucking piece of shit for doing what you did, bro. I don't oh, give a fuck. The guy's a good-looking TV star in shape. She was she was a she was an MVA five. I mean, why? why I mean, that's a motor vehicle administration. So I mean, yeah, I mean, she she was she was exactly mid. Of course, he as soon as he got some fame and fortune, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier. At least they didn't get married. I mean. People break up. It's, it's it ain't the biggest deal in the world. It's just I mean to do it on TV was obnoxious, and 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 then for this to happen so soon thereafter. I mean that, that I mean, you know, lightning doesn't usually strike like that. But I yeah, I suppose maybe it could. I I don't I don't care about that. I don't care about his personal life that way. It's just when they rub it in in, in the face and that becomes part of the storyline, uh, and then when they will inevitably ask for privacy down the road and and they're not going to get it. But anyway, the the crowd hates them. I hate them. They probably hate, hate them. <laughs> they probably do. I mean, at the end of the day, just shut the fuck up. That's the whole point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just shut up and just do your thing. Fuck the heat. Just don't listen to it. Try not to anyway. More importantly, these guys don't, a lot of freaking celebrities and wrestlers even don't even have a thick skin anymore, Jeff. And that's, that's the bad thing, but it is what it is. Let's move on to a video package of Marina Shafir. Um, this is what confuses me about this because I know they're building up to a Jade Cargill match. Mm -hmm. But why are we building up Marina to be some big bad killer right now when clearly she's not winning next week against Jade Cargill? Uh, and, I mean, you know, maybe they would fool us if for the last eight weeks they had her dominate in seven matches or something like that that we would have seen. We've never seen her on TBS well, or TNT. I, I just said TBS well, she's or on TNT. YouTube, Jeff. Nobody watches that. <laughs> I know, but that's, Except that's you. how you watch all the here. YouTube channels. You, you no, no, account no, no, no. for half of the views. No, yeah, right. I don't watch dark or dark elevations in the dark rooms of the dark house, whatever the darkness is. And they're well, obsession Cody with Cody said that we, did, that we didn't have to. Oh, Cody's gone. So oh, I guess, Cody. Co I guess Dude, we do Cody have to watch all of it. I guess we have to watch it all now. It's not can't. I don't know. I, I mean, well, was that Cody fellow in AEW really? Was that in another sort of timeline or? Wow. Yeah, I, I think I Cody. think it was IDOC. Is that that's what you're thinking of? That that was his younger brother IDOC. <laughs> that was what his younger you? brother Kali. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, can we say another ex WWE person? What, and you were talking about Smart Mark earlier. They're yes. going to do a story with him and Tony Nese. I mean, I guess good for Tony Nese for, for maybe getting a little bit more attention. But again, another. Tony Why? Nese. Why? The oh. only thing that even makes a little bit of sense here is if Mark Sterling signs him to a contract to Ring of Honor. That's that's the story. And he gets like a little push in Ring of Honor. It's like their TV I, Oh, by the way. I dig F. By the way, Minoru Suzuki is facing Samoa Joe for the TV title next week. 
gee, I wonder That's who's winning. The, the one who's who already is his, his departure ticket to Japan or the one who was just signed? I don't care who's winning because it doesn't matter for me because for me, this is the type of match that I look forward to because I know it's going to be a barn burner, 100%. These two are absolutely going to kick the shit out of each other. You'll see. And you'll enjoy it too, Jeff. It's going to be slow motion. It, first of all, Minoru Suzuki is half of Samoa Joe's eyes, and it will be in slow motion. It doesn't matter. They It'll know be, how to tell a story in the ring, Jeff. It, it, what's the good. story? We hit each other's chaps? Ow. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Well, there's going to be a lot of that. No, <laughs> Joe true. is four feet thick. Yeah, he's put on a lot of weight, man. Now that I think about it, but uh, he was but three and a half feet thick before. Don't let's not get crazy. Well, that's it. That's right. He was never fucking skinny. Never for the last twenty fucking years, he was never fucking skinny. All right, never. I'm sure he DNA. wasn't a skinny baby. I mean, not, not he's some Mullen for Christ's sake, dude. Yeah, I'm they're, not they're never that I'm skinny. just saying those chops aren't, aren't <laughs> going to have an effect on him. Especially First of all, the Usos looking the way they look is a rarity. How old? How old is, is Suzuki? Is he like? Is he? Is 60. he McMahon's age? No, he's sixty-two. I think sixty-three. Has anyone actually seen his birth certificate? Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> he was. He was. I'm pretty sure he was in the court of Emperor Hirohito. <laughs> he 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 play a good sort of actor in a sort of ancient Japanese type of flick, but they don't call him the murder grandpa for nothing, Jeff. Yeah, they pretty much do. <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm looking forward to that match, man. I can't wait. I am too, because I'm looking forward to it being terrible so I can talk about it. And you know, if it's good, that's a bonus too. Either way, I win this way. Come on, Jeff. You do win. You've been winning now for the last few weeks, actually. That's for Listen, I I like Samoa (laughs) Joe with a title in Ring of Honor. That that only feels right. That that that's fine. Well, apparently he's gonna be more of an AEW guy. That's what uh Tony Khan said. He will make sporadic appearances in Ring of Honor, though. Whatever. Tony Khan doesn't remember what he said three seconds after he said it. Whatever he, whatever he said is the, like different sentences just mean what kind of coke he wants that night for his assistant. <laughs> so when he says Samoa Joe is going to be AW, he, that means he wants Miami gold. Oh, yeah. If he says push it to the knees, that means he wants some <laughs> Seattle green. <laughs> Please, Tony Ness is more like fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Fresno meth, Jeff. When he, when he says, I don't care if they're going to put Ty Conti on the screen, that means he wants pure Colombian. <laughs> that's good, though. That's I, that's a real good. That's real I'm good. Not, uh, I'm not saying 100% quality. Tony Khan's not cheap. He's not cheap. Clearly not cheap. I mean, if he can blow... 40 50 million on Ring of Honor if the rumors are true. If he can bl- if he can blow it on Ring of Honor, he can blow <laughs> it on blow. Nice, nice. I see what you did there, Jeff. That's a good one. You saw what I was <laughs> you, doing immediately. <laughs> you hit it right out the park. That's Nicely right. played. I like it. Very Thank good. You. Well, enough of the, the, the nose talks, <laughs> shall we say? But mm-hmm. uh we move on to an Owen Hart Foundation women's tournament qualifying match between Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. Now Velvet, is she a heel now? I thought she was a face. I thought she was a face too, but apparently she, she's not anymore. I mean, and Nightingale, man, she's pretty popular for for a, for a chick that hasn't been in the business for that long. She does have a following. Um, I've seen her be pretty good. I've seen her be horrendous. Um, she's gotten it, better though, Jeff. 
big time. Well, well, I mean, but the times I've seen her be horrendous included last Friday. I mean, so, I mean, she's inconsistent, I, I, I guess. I mean, so, I don't know. I think people like her because she's sort of like a female Dusty. She's like a little fat. She's like happy. You know, she's, she's, she's got that. Fat, she walks, she walks over. She walks right. over. Like she does the Remember the yeah. Emma used to do that fucking gimmick, dude. She's she's like if if, if Bailey and Dusty became a go, you know, a, a woman in this era. Because <laughs> Bailey's clearly not a woman in this era. I don't know what I'm talking about. What is um, Bailey these days? When is she even coming back? I mean, but that's for another night, another show. I I hear she's further uh, uh, out. Like she's she's she isn't progressing as quickly really? as as was hoped. But um, but this is a this is a source at least one removed from one that I would have. So I I, I, I don't oh, know if they should play stock in it. Well there you go. There's an exclusive right here on It's Uncanny. not an exclusive. It, it's it, it's been it's been said other places. So again that you know oh, thanks. Thanks Jeff. You had to crush it now, didn't you? <laughs> it, it might not be right. So well we'll see what happens there. But it nevertheless Red Velvet goes over, which surprised me but didn't at the same time I would have expected Nightingale to get a window here. One but, is all elite. The other is a I know. And it's, that's exactly what went through my mind. I kid you not when Red Velvet won. That's the only conclusion I came up with in my own head. I mean, just watch Supercard of Honor. That's I mean, exactly the, what happened there. Too. I mean, the whole story was stupid because she lost in the Ring of Honor match. She impressed so much that she earned a spot in the Owen Hart Foundation. I mean, the... Serena Deeb and, and Sheeta didn't earn spots in there. I mean, they, they, they couldn't put Ruby Soho in there. They, they couldn't put Penelope Ford. They couldn't put... Uh, Penelope I mean, Exactly. Uh, I mean, they have they have women on this roster. Mercedes Martinez can't be in this just because she's she's the interim ring of honor women, women's <laughs> champion. AEW and... Pierre Hogan, she was signed for what? But you tell me. <laughs> I, I I can't tell you when I'm asking you a question. It wasn't rhetorical. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know why. We, I mean, was she available and everybody else was too busy? You know, getting paid less someplace else. I guess so. I mean, what about Sunny Kiss? I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe all the people we named were on Tony's Coke duties, and they all had to be stationed in different cities waiting for them. <laughs> they all had to be prepared to, to decide who's supposed to come with the package. Oh man, can you imagine this idiot fucking picking up Coke there on the street? Like, imagine no, that, that's, why he's, got, that's why he's got Sunny and Sky Blue and <laughs> Sky Blue, more like Sky White, you know what I mean? The and then you know, all like, you know, he's got everyone out there, like, like, uh, like Lord Varus and his, and his little his little birds. <laughs> TK's pushes, huh? <laughs> Supply, not pushers, they'd, they'd be as uh, they'd be as runners, right. Well, yeah, that's why I said he's pushes. A pusher sells to customers. Well, pushers sell to customers. <laughs> yes. So, so they yeah. wouldn't be his pushers. They would be like his runners. They they are like his gophers. They're like his drug ubers. Yeah, it's the same thing. But like anyway, his, what's it's the opposite side of an equation. Tomato, tomato. They're both selling the shit. That's what matters. All right? No, they're not. The pusher <laughs> sells it to the runner. The runner delivers it to PK. The push is still the push. The push is the dealer. This is this is just this is just the, the uh, UPS man or woman. Welcome to Cocaine Tonight with Jimmy and Jeff. <laughs> this is, this is just basic transactions with with Jimmy and and the doctor. The do- <laughs> the doctor. That's right. I wonder why they call. We him should the ask doctor. retired General Mick Ryan. 
<laughs> we should. Actually, you should. I'm guarding the doom. He's in Brisbane. Isn't that close to you? Well, it's. I'm all the way down southeast. They're northeast. Like oh. I said, it's totally the opposite ends. We're right on the bottom. They're right up the top. So he's he's like in uh, Portland, Maine, and you're you're like in Miami Beach. Yeah, exactly. It's it's literally one end of the country to the other. Like from why? Why? Because I understand directions like a buyer and a seller. That's right. They don't occupy the same role. (laughs) Doctor Coca Fina is what I should call you from now on. So red red velvet beat Willow Nightingale. Terrific swell. And yeah, and there's nothing really to write home about. It was it was a fine match. It didn't need to be on TV. It was a quick five minute match. It was a quick five. It It was relatively painless. It was fine. And Willow actually looked pretty good in this. Yeah, I agree. Well, anyway, let's move on to the main event between Willie Yuta, your Ring of Honor pure champion, up against John Moxley. And right before the match started, Willie Yuta talks about getting closer and closer to defeating John Moxley. And tonight he said he'll do it. Moxley promises to to wreck Yuta because this is a fight instead of pure rules. Or is it pure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about this match, so you can just talk about it. I hated every second of it. I mean, I, I... Yeah, I mean, haven't I? Haven't we talked about sporadically through a thing? No, I mean, if you enjoy you Wheel Yuta, Yuta, wait, wait. Did, this was the this was developed properly and and fine, and it told the story that it wanted to tell. I just think that he's exactly the wrong guy for this. Well, you said well earlier when we spoke about it at the start of the program, you did say you don't like Wheel Yuta, but right. you didn't say you hated this sort of the segment. So please elaborate a little more, other than. Because it was Willie Yuta. What, what well, I was can't other because, things? Because he's an essential part of this. So if I'm not interested in him being in this story, I'm not interested in the story. But I mean, you've got to admit, AEW have done a pretty good job at actually getting him over, though. With who? The people who are over about every the same people who chant for Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Big deal. Who cares? <laughs> the same people who made people think that Hook is something. I, I'm not interested in the in the the live fans at an AEW show. I mean, listen, I get it. It's a live show. The fans should have an enjoyable experience. But these fans enjoy pretty much everything except for Sammy and Ty. Beautiful and Brandy. <laughs> yeah. But aside from those yeah. things. They go crazy about everything. It's it's not it's not a proper gauge. What's a proper gauge? Ratings over the course of three years is a proper gauge. And and Willow you does nothing. He's a, I mean, he's just I mean you know. Listen, if I don't like Batman, I'm not going to see a Batman movie because I'm not interested in Batman. I mean, it's it's just that simple. So for the story they wanted to tell, they told it well. This was a good match. John Moxley is a great performer. Willa Yuta is a is a competent professional wrestler. He just is dainty little fella, and I'm just not I'm just not buying him as this tough guy. He he barely has a muscle on him. I mean, Daniel Bryan may be small, Bryan Danielson, but 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 you know he's he's basically ripped. And he's believable too, man. Yeah, That's another got, thing. You know what I mean? He's got twenty years of credibility behind him. That's right. That's true. Facts, man. I mean, he's been around for a long, long time. Heck, over 20 years even. I mean, people seem to forget. He's like 40 right now, 41, Brian Danielson, and he looks great mm-hmm. for 41. I mean, 41's not that old, but nevertheless, I've seen worse. Like we were saying on you know, the WrestleMania review. I mean, I don't think he works for AEW. I'm not sure who can tell, but Jonathan Gresham would work in this role. Oh, 
He'd be brilliant, as a matter of fact. Except I think he'll take too much shine, though. Like, if well, you know is, what I mean. Isn't the whole point to give someone else shine? Isn't that the whole point of but, this thing? I mean, does he really the need most, the rub? They've got the most expensive threesome in AEW right there, with the possible exception of Punk, Sting, and Darby. You know, I and mean, Jericho. Well, I mean, as a group. Okay, as a, I mean, you have Regal, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley. They have to be three of the, the highest paid players. Oh, definitely. In, We're talking in, about in the in, in the millions here. Yeah. Each probably, maybe not Regal, Each. but, but, the, but not the, Regal. Other but, the other two. But the other two definitely. But all three of them together? I mean, maybe it's eight to ten million dollars a year. I mean, if you're gonna put them together and you're not gonna make them stars. You best pick the right horses that are going to be stars for a long time. You best pick your next Wardlow or you know or Santana Ortiz, people that 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 you that you could make inside Pentagon, people that you could that, you know or Pack, people that, that could be in main event matches for seven to ten years. I just don't think Wheeler Yuta is ever going to be anything more than a, than a journeyman. I agree. I agree, one hundred percent, man. But look, I think this this rampage, other than the main event, was pretty much a throwaway show because next week is the big one. Really, let's be honest. I don't think there's ever been an AEW World Championship match, let alone a Texas Death Match for the AEW World Championship on Rampage. Except we already know who's going to win because CM Punk is coming after Adam Page, as he should. But I mean, you're saying Punk's going to, you're saying that Punk is going to interfere in this match? I'm not saying he's going to interfere. I'm just saying that the Punk is the next challenger and he should be, the, and he should win too. But, um, and I wouldn't have said that a few months back, but, uh, you know, you, you got to do something. But Adam Cole is be careful. Answer. But they got to be careful even with Punk because I feel like his momentum is slowly going down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but a, but a belt and an attitude change can can change that easily enough. I mean, you you book him book him like you know well like Roman. Dickhead feel, make a, you yeah, know, or, dickhead or, feel. Yeah, give him a big big feel, and then you know maybe have him. You know, it's not like he's been a lone wolf either. He's been with Darby and Sting. Get rid of Darby and Sting, and I don't know. Put put him with the Men of the Year. And Lance Archer, he's got the big heater. Let him, you know, I think he doesn't need Lambert. That's a bad idea. But put him, put, you know, they, they've got 16,000 people on contract. Put, put him with somebody. I think men of the year, especially Ethan Page and even Scorpio Sky, he's very underrated too, man. But I think both of them have got so much potential and their upside is up here, except Scorpio Sky is in his 40s, believe it or not. I think he's 38. No, I think he's like 42 or something like that, dude. Actually, I'll tell you now. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we had the exact same conversation before, and he was like 38 or 39. Have we? Yeah. I don't remember, but let's find out now. Because mm -hmm. our very own Jago is actually – oh, actually, you're right. <laughs> he's born in 83. So, yeah, he's turning 39 this month. Okay. So he's 38. Almost 39. There you go. Oh, no, he's 39, sorry. He turned 39 on April 2nd. Okay, so, okay, so a week ago. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Scorpio Sky, from all of us here at HMG. Yeah. Well, thanks. in saying that, Jeff, we've hit the hour mark. I think this is the perfect time to take it home, man. So Let's please, my man, tell him we, where all the Malachi maniacs for the evil doses of dose <laughs> can find you. 
but we're out of time, so I'm just going to say the essentials. Hammerlock Hangover is a, a wrestling podcast I do weekly with Big Daddy Cool Steven Pena. We did a full WrestleMania review. Steve was actually in WrestleMania, so I bunch of the other shows. My non-wrestling shows are Garden of Doom, which includes everything from horror to mythology to philosophy to history to occasionally comedy. You, you name it, there's something for everyone. UFOlogy, it's all on there. Um, a lot of uh, uh, collaborations with other uh, podcasts as well. Um, and Garden Views, which is sort of more of a mainstream interview, and we've been doing a legal series lately. I keep saying we, we as me, but a, a legal series including things like Cryptocurrency, Law of the Sea, uh, Admiralty. Uh, Going to get to space a lot eventually. Beautiful, nice. Well, you know where to find me. You can find me right here at HMG and on channelattitude.com. Also, you can find me on my network at thepwcnetwork.podbean.com. Yes, that's right. The PWC. It's me, GT. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at DJ Massifix or at the PWC on the Twitter. And in saying that, Jeff, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com. Kids, Peace. don't confuse your pushers with your customers. Actually, that's good advice. <laughs> See you later. I made the brave decision to get rid of the open door challenge because I was looking for someone to step up. I was looking for someone to separate themselves from the rest of the pack and prove that they think they've got what it takes to do what nobody has been able to do in 394 days. Enough, enough. Will you please shut the hell up? America's favorite couple, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Scorpio, the title's not supposed to make the man. The man's supposed to make the title. And right now, you're making that title mean absolutely nothing with it around your waist. And Dan, Dan, honestly, what are you gonna do? You're gonna say something offensive, something sexist. You think we're gonna be offended by this? We're used to this, old man. And Ty. Can you do me a favor? Can you translate sexist piece of shit in Portuguese? Oh, easy one. Dan Lambert. <laughs> I understood hey, that. Hey, I'm actually here to save you from yourselves. I may not be fluent in your broken English, but I think Ty just called me a sexist. And maybe I am, but I'm also a father. And the father in me thinks your mom and dad have suffered enough humiliation for one lifetime. The father in me is gonna give you some advice. When you run your mouths, talk a little more about what you do in this damn ring and a lot less about what you do in your bedroom. Hey, do you think we're out here for a lecture? This is not a talk show, this is a wrestling show. Okay, we're here we for a it, match. Sammy. We get it, Sammy, you want a match. I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but all ego doesn't lace up his boots unless it's a money marquee match. And I get it. You think Spanish God versus Scorpio or Spanish God versus all ego is a big money match? I get, yeah, I understand why. You're one of the pillars. He's one of the pillars, guys. Well, as a pillar, Sammy, you're one of the first cracks in the foundation of this company because the two of you 
are a PR disaster waiting to happen week after week after week. And not only that, are you bad for my image? Dan, I'm a dad too. Gabriella, I know you're asleep right now because I'm a good ass parent, but I pray that you don't end up like Ty Conti. Ethan, I don't give a shit about your kid. All I care about is a match. So until you give us this match, each and every week we're gonna come out here and we're gonna do the same old thing. We're gonna make your life a living hell until we get this match. You were mad about the car? Just wait till you see what we have planned for you next week. See you later, bitch. Well, that was nice. That whole thing was great. Wow. Due to his overall leadership and commitment to the Nightmare Factory and his incredible choices of colognes and BMWs, my choice for the Chris Jericho Sports Entertainer of the Week, QT Marshall. Chris Jericho nominating QT Marshall as the Sports Entertainer of the Week. That's on brand. This next bat is set for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Approaching the ring from Tacoma, Washington, weighing 211 pounds, Swerve Strickland. You can guarantee that the animosity, the rivalry with Team Taz is fresh on the mind of Swerve Strickland. This was the scene last Friday night at Rampage. Team Taz gaining the upper hand, driving Swerve and Keith Lee through tables. But then two nights ago at Dynamite, Keith Lee got a measure of revenge, putting Powerhouse off through that wall. And his opponent from Freehold, New Jersey, weighing 234 pounds, QT Marshall. Chris Jericho, Sports Entertainer of the Week. QT Marshall set to go one on one with Swear Strickland. And before this match gets too far underway, I want to remind everybody that you can shop the AEW collection during the Spring Fling Sale. Use promo code SPRING22 for 20% off everything at shopaew.com. The sale ends this Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Shopaew.com. This past Wednesday on Dynamite, watching you, Ricky Stoss, run right through Strickland, through that gearbox nah, in the nah. locker room was awesome. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I ain't got no fear in my body. I ran up in that locker room and I did what I had That's to do right. me and Powerhouse out. I ain't scared of nobody. Yeah, well, we also saw Keith Lee put Powerhouse high through that wall last Wednesday night. All right. Yeah, that was that was impressive. I mean, yeah, but oh, wait a minute. Swerve floats behind, spins through the T. Harris, takes down QT Marshall. Oh, look, there's no denying that Strickland is highly athletic with a nice hip toss there and look, very talented. Rolls through. You're a good man, Taz. Well, I'm just a professional, but there's no way. That Strickland is in your league stocks or hops. No way. <laughs> oh, Swerve Strickland lands on his feet on the outside. Don't go anywhere. We're going to stick with the action and picture in picture. Swerve comes in, shoulder in the midsection. QT Marshall. Strickland goes over, looking for the sunset flip. Oh, oh, oh watch out. Swerve bridging up, sends QT to the outside. Watch out, QT. Swerve Strickland pump kick. Well, that's no way to treat the sports entertainment of the week. Watch out, you gotta watch QT. Oh, you don't just say sucks you in like that. Oh, but Swerve comes back with a huge elbow strike, rocking the jaw of QT Marshall. 
And still to come here tonight on Rampage, Owen Hart Foundation Women's Qualifying Match, Willow Nightingale and Red Velvet look to advance, and then our main event, a battle of respect, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta face off one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, yeah, QT's in trouble right here. Right about now, he's in danger. Swerve has the half. Nelson QT drops to his hip and Smart. Mares out. Boom. Strickland and then the big rising right elbow shot. Uh oh, diamond uh -oh. cutter, boys. This is it. He hits it and it's game over. One, two, three. QT Marshall, diamond yes. cutter. No. Swerve able to push QT off. Oh, high boot across the jaw. And Strickland, he's not stopping, which is smart. Swerve, oh, launching off the bottom rope. They hit the drop kick to the knee of QT Marshall. Swerve rolls through the flat liner. Tough landing for Marshall. QT in trouble, Swerve. He's feeling it. I don't want to see Swerve win this thing. Swerve. Oh, man. That back heel kick to the back of the head. Whose house? Swerve's house. The winner of this match, Swerve Strickland. Well, Swerve Strickland coming away with a big victory over QT Marshall here tonight on Rampage. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and cut that garbage off. Let's go ahead and shut that garbage off. We're going to get right to it, all right? Swerve. Great job, but here's the deal. You and I, we have some unfinished business. Keith and Powerhouse Hobbs, they got some unfinished business. So next week in New Orleans on Dynamite in my hometown, we're gonna go ahead and get a tag match. So bring that big old bozo Keith Lee with you. I'm gonna bring my homie Powerhouse Hobbs and we're gonna do the damn thing and get it popping like I've been trying to from day one. Well, Dynamite on Wednesday night from the UNO Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana, keeps getting bigger. And Willow Nightingale, after her impressive performance last Friday night at Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, yes. in that interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship match, earned her spot in this qualifier and a huge opportunity to go on to the Owen Hart Foundation tournament test. And for more information about the Owen Hart Foundation, the work that they do, visit owenhartfoundation.org. Yes, no doubt about it. I mean, she was excellent on that Ring of Honor match against Martinez. And right now, you see, you're dealing with someone in Red Velvet who's experienced. Nice flying man, by the way. Very quick. So, Willow needs to be careful of the speed right there of Red Velvet. And Red Velvet is somebody that's really risen through the ranks here in AEW. She spent the better part of 2022 ranked in the top five and would love nothing more to go on to the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Ooh. And Willow Nightingale. Yeah, I mean, that was a strong shoulder block right there. She's kind of mocking Red Velvet a bit. You can't underestimate Red Velvet. Willow, nice three-quarters roll over Red Velvet. Swinging a miss, Willow. Oh, that Velvet showing her agility. Oh. And Willow with a big shoulder tackle. Immediately oh. to a cover. Two, no. That would have been a big upset there, in my view. And remember, still to come here tonight, the battle for respect in our main event, Wheeler Yuta versus former AEW World Champion John Moxley. And speaking of champions, Championship Week here in AEW kicks off next Wednesday night with Dynamite live at 8, 7 Central on TBS. AEW World Tag Team Championship is up for grabs. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus look to defend against Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. 
Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz out for blood against Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia. Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, MJF takes on the captain, Sean Dean, and a tag team grudge match with Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee taking on Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. And Tony Khan has just made it official. The Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Minoru Suzuki, will defend against Samoa Joe. Then next Friday night, Rampage on TNT is live at a special time, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. And Hangman Adam Page will look to defend his AEW World Championship against Adam Cole in a Texas Death Match. And Championship Week concludes with Battle of the Belts 2 next Saturday night on TNT at 8, 7 Central. Thunder Rosa makes her first defense of the AEW Women's World Championship against Nyla Rose and more. Willow Nightingale, the Sent on the cover, just a two count. Well, Willow Nightingale, I mean, she went to school right here in Boston at Northeastern University. Highly academic university, by the way, Scalp. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. So she's got good brains on that purple hair she's got. She certainly does, and we've seen her use this moonsault press. I think if she lands it, maybe the end of the night for Velvet, but Velvet rolls inward. Good job by Velvet, and if you're gonna get out the way of a moonsault, roll in. That's the way to do it. Yep, Velvet. Only from experience. <laughs> Long story, but I won't get into that. Velvet taking down Willow Nightingale. Oh, the kick to oh. the back sends, sends Nightingale into the center strand, and Velvet double oh, knees to the back of the head. What whiplash of the head of Willow Nightingale. What, 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 watch out, watch out. Oh, Velvet. The just desserts. The far leg hooked, and oh, Nightingale kicks out. Wow, very impressive, and a nice ovation here by our live audience here in Boston, Beantown, as we call it. Now, Willow, a lot of support here in the sold-out crowd here in Boston, but oh, a spine buster! Uh-oh. Willow maybe on the verge of an upset? No! Tough kick out, again, shows you the heart and determination and fortitude of Red Velvet the kick out of that X-Cow, but that was not easy. But Willow knows what a huge opportunity hangs in the balance. And she's using her power, that big elbow strike, but Velvet fighting up off her knees. Gotta be careful, Red Velvet, she's tough, man. I've talked about she can, she can take punishment and she's a hell of a striker. Elbows being delivered by Velvet. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Willow and the Chris Cross and the pounce! That misdirection pounce is something that will really knock your head off. The audience here loves it. And the straps are coming down the oh. cannonball in the corner. Oh, Lord. Man, that was some impact. Willow near leg hooked. Oh, again, Velvet able to kick out. Tip your cap to Red Velvet. I am telling you, some of these moves we've seen, the impact Excalibur, and Velvet having the wherewithal to kick out. And we saw back at Supercard of Honor, Willow's emotions got the better of her. She got frustrated when Mercedes Martinez kept coming back. Will that be the case here? The backstabber, Velvet, rolls forward. And now, uh-oh, Velvet. There goes the corkscrew kick. Just rocks Willow Nightingale. One, two, three. Winner of this match, Red Velvet. I'll tell you, I love Red Velvet's new disposition, this new swagger she has. I dig it. I dig the attitude, Velvet. Love it. And not only that, Red Velvet has qualified for the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.